Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Uh, well, one of them uh, just keep going, <laughs> which is kind of kind of my mantra uh, that I've adopted throughout this. And uh, you know, when you want to quit, uh, you have those times. Just do a little bit more, um, and kind of get back to one of the things I do, which uh, getting people an ice bath and having them breathe breathe through that, learning how to breathe. So I usually tell them when they get in there, if they want to jump out, just give me three more breaths. Well, if I wanted to quit a run, you know, I would go one more mile. Yeah. Uh, and doing things like that, just pushing myself a little more when things get uncomfortable. As in life, just go a little bit more. Just try to do a little bit extra, uh, and that'll help you out. I'm Taylor Somerville, and this is the Tom Rowland Podcast. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? I am doing pretty well with all things considered. We are in the middle of the coronavirus quarantine, and it's given me some good opportunities to talk to people that I hadn't talked to in a while. One of them is our next guest, which is uh, Taylor Somerville. If you you may remember, we talked to him in one of the earlier podcasts. Taylor um, has been doing a lot of work with XPT, and uh, we're going to check in with him because he's he's um, kind of advanced his work with XPT and become a little um, more deeply rooted and learned a lot of new things. And a lot of those things can help us to deal with stress, can help our immune systems, can help uh, in times of crisis, kind of like what we're going through right now. You can manage your own state so that you can make better decisions, so that you can be ready to roll. So anyway, I'm going to give Taylor a call right now and uh, see if we can learn how to manage our state. Hey, Tom. Hey, man. How's it going? 
Good. All right. Well, good as is a relative well, term. Can be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relative term. Um, uh, that's right. We well, you've been on the list to to call back for a while. Um, we've been in communication a little bit um, between the last podcast and now because you had planned on uh, going to Kokoro, and um, that was one of the one of the casualties of the coronavirus outbreak. I guess is that that was. Uh, that is correct. I was actually supposed to be starting right about now, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think 9 o'clock Pacific time was when I would have started. So um, how soon did they cancel that? Like, as or, or how long the ago? Last Friday night, they sent out an email uh, canceling it. Um, and they, I guess once started really shutting down everything in the U.S. and started getting worse in California, they... Uh, they end up sending out an email saying they couldn't do it. You know, one of the bigger reasons is because how you know, damaged your immune system would be uh, after such an event like that, trying to fly back, which is one of the things I was actually a little worried about. Um, not necessarily for my health, but just realizing that if I went out there, that pretty much would have to quarantine myself for 14 days when I got home. Right. Because it's likely that I would have gotten it just as damage of the immune system and, worn out as I would have been getting out of there. Well, so. that's that's super true. I mean, when you um when you are under duress like that, like probably mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Kokoro, for those who don't know, is a is a camp run by Seal Fit. We've talked about it many, many times on the podcast. It was something that I did. It was extremely beneficial for me and still to this day one of the one of the things that I look at in my life that were the most influential on, on me and um, just really had a very, very positive experience out of it. But it is a very, very difficult thing to do no matter what kind of condition you go in, no matter how prepared you are. They, those particular people are experts at making it very, very difficult. So <laughs> in the, in the, uh, the camp that I went to, there were some extremely high-level CrossFit Games athletes. No one is fitter than these people, and they made sure that they had an equally as difficult time as I did and that people that weren't in quite the condition that I was in had an equally difficult time as as I had. Um, so it was tough for everyone, but it's 50 hours, no sleep, and um, that that would tend to wreck your immune system. I yeah, think. that'll that'll crush it. And I mean, I've only done a 24-hour event, and I know just after doing that, you know, I think right when I got done, getting back to the hotel, I had a fever and sick and coughing. I was fine the next day when I woke up, but, you know, it just it puts a pounding on you. Wow. So, wow. Well, well, I signed up for July, so hopefully uh, – okay. Well, um, we get all everything sorted out by that time. What did, what did training. you, um, you know, you, you did a lot of training. I, I, how, when did you start training for the Kokoro camp? I started, I signed up in August, late okay. August. So I really started in September. Uh, right. You know, I've always done a good bit of endurance, CrossFit style workouts. Uh, you know, I think I probably talked to you right after that and got all my gear, my boots and pants and got that little rucksack, um, started <laughs> carrying that around and just gradually built on, 
you know, training multiple times a day, uh, lots of push-ups, pull-ups, adding in a lot of rucking, um, a lot of longer style CrossFit workouts, doing a lot of, you know, run six miles and go to an hour-long workout, things like yeah. that, or ruck for four or five hours and come back and do a uh, long CrossFit workout. Right. Um, and then we had a group of guys here that I'm uh, you know, involved with, uh, another business, online business here. Uh, we did set up a training, a 12-hour training event, started at 11 p.m. and went to 11 a.m. We based some people rucked, some people ran. We got the Army ROTC from the University of Memphis involved, so they came out and did it with us. Uh, we did, an, uh, what was it, eight hours of rucking and running. We, we created a three-and-a-half-mile loop at a, one of the trails around here. Then some people continued on with us. Some went home and went to bed, went and met another group at 7 o'clock in the morning and ran a 10K. I got took off my rucking. I rucked 20-something miles doing that. Then ran a 10k with another group and then we finished it uh at the ROTC track at University of Memphis with Murph Dang. uh and, and knocked that out so it was so, a fun great event you know and people who had never thought that they would do anything really ultra endurance type we had a few girls that ended up doing 50k's who had never really done more than you know 10 or so miles and ended up doing 30 miles that night Wow. Uh, so I think it was a great experience for everybody involved. We had a lot of fun doing it. That's awesome. Um, so what did you learn in this? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you were all prepared for the camp and stuff, but when I look back at some of the preparation, uh, I, I thought maybe the preparation was equally as, as beneficial for me mm-hmm. in, in terms, in, in a lot of ways as the, as the camp was, what, what kind of lessons have you kind of realized in, in the training leading up to this? Uh, well, one of them, uh, just keep going, <laughs> which is kind of, kind of my mantra, uh, that I've adopted throughout this. And, uh, you know, when you want to quit, uh, you have those times, just do a little bit more, um, and kind of get back to one of the things I do, which, uh, getting people an ice bath and having them breathe, breathe through that, learning how to breathe. So I usually tell them when they get in there, if they want to jump out, just give me three more breaths. Well, if I wanted to quit a run, you know, I would go one more mile. Yeah. Uh, and do, doing things like that, just push myself a little more when things get uncomfortable. As in life, just go a little bit more. Just try to do a little bit extra, uh, and that'll help you out. Man. And really just trying to, to keep the mind right and stay positive throughout the whole thing. and uh, you know, lean on those around me. Right. As well. Bond with the community, get other people out there doing it with me. Cause you can't really do anything in life alone. So it's great to have people who would come out not having to, you know, they weren't doing this stuff, but they would come out and do sessions with me and train with me and, uh, do hard workouts, meet me four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to do Murph at the track or do something else that I'd come up with. So, that was uh that was always good. Man, it sounds like having you were, a nice team around you. Yeah, you were super prepared for this. So hopefully, uh hopefully the July camp will will um still Yeah, I'm taking a little bit off. Um I figure, you know, now especially with everything going on, uh, it's 
hard to do my normal training. So this past couple of weeks, I tapered it down. And now just I figure until April, at least, just dial it back, still working out with all the gyms and everything closed. The coronavirus, we're still you know, able to somewhat get together here. We're doing some group workouts at tracks and you know outside, basically making sure everybody's spaced out, wears gloves. Uh, much different approach than normal, yeah. and doing a lot more uh, solo garage workouts. So this weekend will be nice. My sure I'll do some stuff with my fiance, longer workouts with her. So that'll be good. But yeah, uh, just it is really uh, down a little bit. It's really changed. I mean, the world. The world has. You know, sometimes I just kind of sit back and 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 look. It's like the changes that have happened in the world in the last two weeks are mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, almost really on the level of, of nine 11, like when that happened and all of a yeah. sudden the next day is a completely different, you, you just live in a completely different world. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, and I've been kind of going back and forth, like is the coronavirus, like, is it really serious enough to, to, mandate that we're doing the things that we're doing or is it is it a a big overreaction or is it an underreaction or what is it but you know I keep coming back to you know it really doesn't matter what it is it's Mm -hmm. it's happening and that's this is now the world that we live in and it's a very different place like today the people are I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like part of what you said is that you can't do anything alone and that you, you, um, you work better as a team. And here we are kind of as a, as a country anyway, but really as a world where a lot of that has been removed. Like you're not able to get together in the groups. You, you, you know, CrossFit gyms are closed. Churches are suspending service or going online places where you would, you would receive that kind of support in your life are not, it's not happening. You know, that's a, that's an interesting time because it's a, it's like a time of, of great need for some people and, and, but don't go near your support system. You know, that's well, and you lose that physical touch, which is such a you know big part of being human. Um, releases you know, oxytocin and feel good hormones and stuff like that just by hugging people, and you can't you can't really do that. Uh, so it's so it's uh, just a different different world. Yeah, like you're saying it is. What do you think? Like, obviously, you know, we can't go on like this, you know, or it doesn't seem like we can, I'm sure that we can go on like this a lot longer than anyone expects, but yeah, certainly there has to be something, a, a vaccine would be, you know, the obvious, in my opinion, that once that happens, that will, you know, and people can become vaccinated just like you can become vaccinated for the measles or the measles or something like that, that was far more contagious than then this thing, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, it's life is normal. You know, you go back or remember like Ebola was going around and they closed oh, yeah. all the water parks and it's like, you know, you're never going to be able to go swimming in a, in a, in a lake or a public pool again. And, you know, you, people were just kind of accepting of that, like water parks are a thing of the past. And then, you know, of course they get that under control and, and, you know, water parks are probably did 
had their banner year, you know, a few years later. What do you think will be necessary for things to even show any signs of going back to normal in this situation? Well, like you're saying, a vaccine would be great. And I'm hopeful that now we have the smartest people all in the world drilling down to this one thing that they'll figure it out a lot quicker than they think. But my guess is with, you know, you have all these social distancing and people quarantining and going in, you know, today they announced in California, everybody's staying inside and all that kind of stuff that the cases will slow down and will, you know, flatten the curve, like they say. Mm-hmm. And hopefully then, uh, I guess I heard them talking maybe two months today, this, this kind of measures wow. that after that. They're, they're, they're talking about California stays inside for two months. That's, that's what the mayor of LA was saying on uh, the news this morning, potentially. I, you know, I have no idea. I think that's what he was based off of what China had done and some of the Asian countries that got it under control. Whoa. So I, <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Unfortunately, it's one of those things I, I know, uh, but it's, we it's, can't really control. It's, it's kind crazy. of a, it's kind of like a, uh, it's just kind of like almost like a, you know, just an idea game really. You're, yeah. you're kind of like, you know, thinking about like, what would it take for me to go back to normal? I guess it would take, you know, a bunch of people that I know getting it, knowing that that's exactly what they have. So the testing kit has to, you know, we have to get the testing going. And then, you know, people are like, yeah, I had it. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I'm fine. Yeah. Back to doing what I'm, you know, doing. And yeah, my, my, my kids had it and I had it. And, you know, even my dad had it or whatever and he's gone through you know just like just like the flu goes through people's houses you know like yep. like you you know everybody kind of gets it in different waves and everybody everybody's fine and you go back to normal and it was not pleasant and it was it was really you know everybody missed school or work or whatever and it was you know a time of uh, of not feeling well but you know it, it it moves through we survived yeah and and that's what i think has to happen here it's for people to be able to bring this back to like a, a personal thing like oh well the family next door it, it went through their house and we didn't get it and they're fine so like what's the worst that's going to happen i mean the worst that's going to happen yeah. is obviously death but there's just so much there's just so much doubt and unknowns and and like all all of the things that we're talking about like how long is it going to last what would happen if the if the hospital system was completely overwhelmed? What would happen if, you know, five million people got it at once? Like that, we probably couldn't handle that, you know. No, yeah, and I think that's the biggest worry, you know, in the yeah. overrunning the hospital. But there's just, there's there's all these you can't handle anything else, so. right? And there's all you know, and that I think those unknowns really create the the anxiety. Yeah, um, the, the anxiety, stress, the heavy feelings that uh, you just, you know, it's kind of a much weightier feeling just going out, just seeing people, you know, it's a right. different, different vibe. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like even, you know, people have a familiarity with the flu. Nobody wants to get mm-hmm. the flu. Nobody wants it. But you've had it before. It sucks. Yeah. But, you know, you know yeah, you know, you're going to, you're going to get over it and, and, you know, you're going to do your best not to pass it on to anybody else. And, but if they get it, they're going to get over it and everybody's going to be fine. But 
there there's just not that with this yet. Mm-hmm. But I think I think eventually, you know, there'll be enough familiarity with it to where maybe you start thinking that way or I don't know. It's 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 how long it takes. Right. I definitely think it's changed everything, you know, going forward. Yeah. Uh the whole virtual aspect. Now now everybody's kind of working from home. They're doing meetings online, uh coaching classes online, gyms are putting out Zoom workouts and so I think that's just in general is gonna be a bigger prevalence going forward. Um yeah. I think for one, people will be more comfortable with it. Uh rather say this is actually a pretty it's not as great as face to face, but it's manageable and it's yeah. doable and it's a way to connect with a whole lot of people all over as opposed to right. just right in your own town right city or office well, one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about because you had you had mentioned um when we were emailing back and forth is your work with xpt because xpt is one of these one of these programs and and you know correct me if i'm if i'm speaking incorrectly about it i'm, I'm familiar with it but i certainly haven't done as much work with, with them or, or mm-hmm. anything as you have. I did take their breathing course online, uh, which I found very, very good um, and, and became, a, a, I think I'm a certified breathing coach uh, according to the, nice. the certificate that I have. But so I can tell you how to breathe kind of um, a little bit differently than maybe, than maybe everyone <laughs> is breathing right now. But anyway, I, I found that to be really good. And with the breathing stuff, I've been doing the, the Wim Hof, uh, method mm-hmm. for over five years now. I start every single day with it. And, you know, outside of the benefits that, you know, Wim Hof has uh, proven through science that it does strengthen your immune system, that all of these, all of these different things that he's, he's proven with himself, outside of any of those things, I would do it for no other reason than it it relieves stress and mm-hmm. it puts me in a in a very very comfortable place every day to start the day and so i think that it's really interesting right now that you've done as much work with the XPT which does a very similar thing i mean you you use the wim hof protocol in XPT mm-hmm. as well as many other breathing protocols but i i, I just want to know kind of like what you know, what your path has been with XPT and how you think that's going to kind of fit into this new world that we're living yeah. in of stress reduction and stress management and just state management. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got certified with XPT. I was in their first uh, level one certification group, I think what over two years ago now. Um, and Really, I started working with them. I went to an experience and an XPT experience. You go out to Laird and Gabby's house, Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese. They do them at their house in uh, Maui or Malibu and in Kauai. And now they do some all, all over the world, Costa Rica, uh, a couple other places around. And you basically live their lifestyle, very much breath focused, do a lot of breath work like you're talking about, heat and ice contrast therapy. So you're getting in the ice bath, you're getting in, uh, going in a 220-degree sauna, cycling back and forth with that through rounds, learning how to breathe through the ice, 
and then doing the pool workout that Laird really created and getting dumbbells in the water, doing a lot of plyometric movements, swimming, holding weights, uh, very, no matter how athletically gifted or you know, fit you are, it's just very challenging and very uncomfortable. And it's learning to deal with that uncomfort uh, and learning that, you know, that flow is smooth, smooth is fast kind of thing, just releasing into the water, not really trying to fight it and learning that, you know, you there's always oxygen. You can always come up and just keeping a steady mind. Uh, so a lot of these practices are, you know, very much focused on getting control of your mental state. And you know, as I've gone through it, doing a lot here in Memphis and teaching workshops really all over the South, I have that mobile sauna travel around, you know, so I'll do very breath-focused workouts where I teach people to breathe properly, really uh, learning to use a foundation uh, where most people just hit the gym. They are automatically breathing out of their mouth, just panting, dead, like right on the floor. It's really teaching your body to be more efficient aerobically, doing a lot of nasal-only stuff. Uh, I ramp you up and down, doing kind of using your breath as a gear, uh, a manual transmission as opposed to just an automatic. Uh, teach you how to really lower your heart rate right after a workout, in between intervals, things of that nature, and effectively just making you making workouts easier um, as you really train your respiratory muscles that makes endurance a whole lot easier uh, so we, we'll do a session a workout like that and then I'll do full 30 45 minutes of breath work and then we do heat nice hmm. uh, so I've been traveling around doing that and then I also just do straight heat nice sessions straight breath classes and workouts uh, then the last year I became a master coach with XPT so they've gotten seven of us around the U.S. and one in Europe and, and Mexico and we were going to start training the next group of coaches. I was supposed to have my first certification here in Memphis in June. That's obviously on hold uh, just because you know there's no really telling. It can't, can't get everybody together right now. Right. Uh, so it's hard to figure that out and all of my in-person work, I can't do either. You can't can't social distance uh, when you have people in ice baths and saunas. You are very tight together. Um, so right now, I've gone to doing a lot of virtual uh, work. This week, I've done a few breath classes online through Zoom. I'm just doing them free at the moment. Uh, probably hop on Instagram this afternoon and do a short Instagram live breath session really because stress is such a big part of everybody's life and everybody's freaking out. So uh, the stuff I've been doing here recently is very much down regulation, uh, really getting people to slow their breathing down, slow their inhale, slow their exhale, uh, giving them some tips to use just outside of these classes at home. And I'll put them through about a 20-minute session that's much more down regulatory. So where the Wim Hof is on the spectrum of the breath where it's a little more rapid, it's more that, that sympathetic part of our nervous system, that fight or flight. Uh, these I will do maybe a slight bit of that, but much slower pace and much slower type breathing, drop the heart rate, drop the 
you know, just drop you in that parasympathetic state, that rest relaxation. So that would be like kind of like the box breathing kind of. Is, I, yeah, I use box breathing. Uh, a lot of long extended exhales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like longer exhales than the inhale. Yeah, and the yeah. longer than the inhale is really a doubling of the exhale to the inhale. So inhaling for three to four seconds, Man. exhaling for six to eight. I'll tell you Do what, some, that was the thing in between. That was the thing that I picked up out of the breath course that I took where it was like a, to be, to be the, I don't know what they mm-hmm. called it. The online. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. an online thing, but you became a breath coach. So yeah. it was a little deeper, um, than, yeah, very than much just the a physiology. Yeah. It went into a lot of that. And I was interested in it because the, the Wim Hof has been so, um, so great for me that I wanted to learn other breathing techniques. And mm-hmm. that one that you're talking about where you, where you, it, uh, they were saying that seven seconds is the, that's the real magic yep. number for, that's uh, for the exhale. And if you can go longer, great, you know, even better. But the p- part of what they were saying in there was that that would be really good to do. Like if you were a little bit keyed up and you were about to go, mm-hmm. to be- you were trying to go to sleep, and I've I've started doing that, and man, I go to sleep so fast. I might do That's that right. like four times and be asleep. Yeah. And yep. it is remarkable, like just taking a five-second inhale and a seven-second exhale, which I, I generally I go longer than that, but mm-hmm. just trying to keep you know the exhale longer than the inhale. And it's remarkable what it does for for going to sleep so down regulating um, yeah that and just the recovery helps the nervous system just slow down and it's great just for recovery one mm-hmm. of the things i do right after workouts with any of the classes i do and i also like to do you know pauses in between so you'll inhale for maybe three seconds hold for three seconds exhale for six hmm. and everybody you know it's different so people who haven't done this a lot you definitely keeping it lower slower because if you extend it too long that get kind of stressed out having to deal with their ability to tolerate carbon dioxide uh, and has that builds in your system can cause people stress and that's what of a lot of this work is also geared toward is building people's tolerance to carbon dioxide as you do that your body's ability to use oxygen is just rapidly improved because uh, it's not you're not breathing based on how much oxygen you need you're breathing based on i need to get the carbon dioxide out and mm. so, uh, but to off- offload that oxygen into your muscles, into your brain, and all your tissues, you have to have carbon dioxide there. So it's your ability to tolerate that CO2, which is something that free divers and groups like that have learned forever ago. Um, and now science is just catching up to how important that is. Uh, yeah, one but, thing that I know, think's in- interesting about what you're talking about is it's like there are people out there, like you, you hear about people. Oh, he's a natural athlete. Well. Is he or does 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 this is this part just natural that that he yeah. just innately knows how to breathe more efficiently? How to control his mind? Right. Well, it yeah, helps, the helps mind, the mind too, for sure. It it definitely helps. But but you know, just as a kid, like you look at mm-hmm. some kids running around the soccer field or, or or whatever, and they're panting, mouth breathing, doing everything, and then there's another kid that's just. He's just on a different level. Makes it look easy. Yeah, it makes it look super easy. And you and you kind of, once you kind of have a, a handle on the things that you're talking about, you look at it and you're like, well, his running mechanics are, are better. 
And I know he doesn't have a running coach. That's that's natural. He's just a beautiful runner, or she's a beautiful runner. Mm-hmm. And then look at the way that their face is relaxed and how they're breathing out of their nose all the time when everyone else around them is panting and and dog tired and and dead. Is it really that that kid is just a better athlete, or is it that they're they're just better at these kind of things, which are really learned skills? But some people just come come across them more naturally i would imagine yeah they just kind of figure it out you know most of the best athletes have this figured out you can just watch them breathe and keep their you know and that helps keep their mind state and stable and that flow state is you know they they like to call it mm-hmm. um, and i yeah. think breathing is a tremendous part of that yeah so in in the XPT, I'm interested. Like you were you were a coach before. You went through the first coaching certification mm-hmm. or one of the earliest ones. And then, what's the difference as you go from from that level to a master coach? So the master, we are basically running the certification. So we had to go out there and pretty much we had to do a deep dive into you know all the stuff that they give you for the level one, all the, you know, top level research. Well, we had to go in and do a deep dive and reading all of that research going through it. Then we spent three or four days presenting it to each other. Uh, we, you know, in small groups, just out there going through all this material, uh, teaching it to each other. And then we ran a certification right after that. Hmm. And it's really for, a like a like a it. like a stage certification or like for no, real it was, real it people. Was, it was a, yeah, the real level one certification cool. in November. Cool. Uh, so they instead of only having two instructors, PJ and Mark, who usually teach them, they had ten of us uh, out there. So it was I'm the one I've still kept in touch with those level one coaches who were there, and you know it was a good experience for them because they had such so much hands on. Uh, help going through this stuff because I mean, especially a lot of the breathing, it's just very science oriented. Uh, the first day is pretty much all the science uh, behind it. Now the level one certification is online, so you're doing a lot of that online before you come in, and then it's all practical, hands-on learning how to assess clients' breathing patterns or mechanics, whether or not they're dysfunctional breathing into their chest, how to change that, creating the more of a diaphragmatic breathers and using their nose, breathing horizontally, fully getting full breath, making sure they can breathe into their back, then learning how these protocols work. Uh, really the methods behind it, the principles behind it. I mean, um, and, you know, why, like you're saying, the seven-second exhale, how, you know, these, these we have these certain parasympathetic triggers that can drop your nervous system down. Uh, how to use those, how to incorporate those into your practices. Because the people who come in and do these certifications, I mean, they're from all over. You have coaches, you have physical therapists, you have first responders, you have yoga teachers, you know, some doctors in there. Then you have people who are businessmen looking to do new things or businesswomen changing their you know jobs and careers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I would imagine that, that you I mean, have that's, that's people like like me too was. that that just they yeah. have no desire yeah, to just, to do it. They just want to learn more about right. it. How do you, you know? It seems like that's the that's the ultimate learning um, environment is 
learning something and then being expected to teach it to others because yeah, there's a big difference in, in your ability to understand something. I mean, that's what they say. Like you want to really learn something and teach it to somebody else. And that's right. Laird obviously and Gabby, they obviously understand that, you know, it's like, are you a good surfer? Okay. But how have you taught thousands of people to surf? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're probably going to be a lot better because you're able to communicate uh, verbally like what you need to do. It's one thing to just get up there and show it like yeah. being a fishing guide, and, same, same deal. Like anybody, lots simplified. of people can go out there and catch fish, but can you talk someone through it in a way that they can understand it? And, and then, uh, then you become able to understand it better. Like you become, yeah. you, you, when you're trying to create ways to communicate with people, you, you tend to, come upon some big realizations that yourself like, Oh yeah, that is what's going on. Huh? Okay. And then you, you form better ways of communicating it to others and therefore you're, you're, you're understanding it better yourself. But that, that course that you just outlined, that sounds exactly like what, what I took, um, mm -hmm. all of that. So that's probably, I mean, it's probably the same. Yeah. Course. And, then you, and then you get into the, uh, so yeah, it would have been just mainly the breathing portion, yeah, and then yeah, that's all it took. With the full, you're getting into the science behind the heat and the ice. Uh, when they come out and do the level one, they are, you know, we're getting them through that. They got to experience it. Mm -hmm. So we're running that, and then we also spend a half a day in the pool teaching them the exercises, running them through a couple of pool workouts, and um, then kind of just showing them how to put it together, mm -hmm. and when you're coming out for the breathing part of the certification, we're also doing a breath focused workout. We're doing some recovery breathing. We're teaching you pre-workout breathing, you know, running you through all that, how to uh, get your breath mechanics ready, you know, reset your breathing patterns before you're going to work out uh, because, you know, you need to warm up just like anything else, especially when you deal with people who are just sitting in chairs all day, uh, their diaphragm's stuck, everything's kind of, you know, in this, guarded position so kind of getting them opened up and getting mm -hmm. everything working properly so that's part of it I, well. I think that that's probably where a lot of people are right now like it's, this is such a strange yeah. time it's such a strange time never in the history of the world have we needed physical contact and support from our friends more than right now never before have we needed uh, stress reduction more than right now. And those things have basically been taken away as you close down gyms, as you close down yoga studios, as you close mm -hmm. down Pilates, as you close down public gatherings and places where people are normally getting this kind of stuff. So that's one of the big things I wanted to talk to you about today are like take mm -hmm. home things. Like how can walk, walk us through like some, some breath, you know, I think that it's it's interesting because a lot of people have never thought about their breath at all, including yeah. extremely good athletes. Like, yeah, you know, the only time I think about my breath is when I'm really out of shape and I'm breathing real heavy, and then I just do a mm -hmm. little more running and I'm fine, and now I'm in good shape and I don't worry about my breathing. But to you know, I think that breath, the breath work and the breath is is one of those things where it's like when you learn a little bit about it and you see the, the immediate benefits that you get from it, you want to learn more. So it's yeah, almost like, that's the what's the, what's the, the, 
quickest and easiest introduction to kind of what you do? How could we walk the people listening through like a, a, a little stress-reducing breathing technique so that they could understand it for themselves? Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're, if you're driving, this might not be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even that, you know, you can do a lot of these things while you're driving. You know, just make sure you keep your eyes open. Yeah. But other the, breathing techniques you cannot do while you're driving and don't yeah, try. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, you know, I, in most of my classes, you know, people are lying down on their back. It's, for one, it's easier to do. But, you know, like we were saying earlier, I think the main thing is, you know, you want to slowly inhale into your nose and slowly exhale. Right now, I'll tell people one minute out of an hour, come back to your breath, focus on it. You know, just take a small inhale or inhale out of your mouth, inhale into your nose, exhaling out of your mouth, start out, and just see how your body is. Check in with your body, relax your shoulders. You know, and if we give a little session, I'd have a lot of them online, but. <clears throat> You know, I, I can do, we can do a, a couple minutes. Yeah, let's here do and, one here. You know, yeah, okay. So, you know, wherever you are, just if you're seated, that's great. If you're lying, if you want to lie down, you can do that as well. But just make sure your spine's in a nice neutral position and drop your shoulders down and back. Check in with your body, see where you're holding any tension, and just try to let it go. And then start by just slowly inhaling in through your nose and slowly exhaling out of your nose. And think about breathing just deep into your belly. Belly rising on the inhales and falling on the exhales. As you're breathing in your belly, think about expanding horizontally, filling all the way up from your belly button and into your ribs, and lastly, into your chest. If you're laying on your back, filling your inhales, pressing into your low, pressing your low back into the, to the ground. And then wherever you are, just exhale out your air. And inhale for three, two, one, hold. Exhale for three, two, one. Inhale for three, two, one, hold. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, hold, and exhale. Inhale, hold, and exhale. Inhale. 
hold. This time we're going to exhale for eight seconds and hiss it out of the mouth. Just inhale, hold, hiss it out of the mouth again. One more time, inhale, hold, and hiss that exhale out. Now just resume normal breathing in through your nose and out through your nose. Just let your breath go wherever you'd like it to go, wherever it wants to. Just take a moment, think about what you can be grateful for right now. Now you might, you have more time to spend with your family. You have time to do things that you never really had time to do before. Maybe it's learning something new, taking up a new skill. We can use this time away to be productive. Be grateful that we have technology that we can, you know, still connect with others. And that even though we have to stay away from each other, we can still see their faces. And then just open your eyes whenever you're ready. That was awesome. So how, about three how, and a half, four three, minutes. Three and a half, four minutes. And that's that's the kind of thing that somebody could easily just close the door in their office or I guess now yep. they're not at their office anymore, but just take a minute. I mean, you could even do that at an airport. Well, again, yeah. not a lot of people at airports right now, but you could do that in a lot of different driving. places. Yeah. You can do it driving instead of getting upset at the traffic or, you know, Whatever. Well, there's probably not any traffic going on either right now, but, uh, you know, you can just easily do that. And Well, now you're at home and your kids are going crazy and people are trying to homeschool their kids. Just come back to that, trying to slow your exhale down, slow your breathing patterns down. Really, you know, you get to about a, there's a lot of research on six breaths a minute. Uh, hmm. It's great for your HRV and your overall nervous system recovery uh so that's why that seven six, second exhale six, one thing six breaths a minute six breaths a not, minute. not yep. more than six well, breaths or would less than six like, breaths be like okay that, yeah that'd be okay like a lot of the times you know i can really slow but less than six breaths can be pretty stressful for people right but if you get about if you've never done this stuff it, it can be stressful so you know, an easy technique, inhale for three, pause, exhale for six. Hmm. So what uh, do you think about 10 seconds right there? Ten, you know, the six breaths a minute. There's a tremendous amount of, of anxiety among the children, too. I don't know why, because if, if they had canceled school in March when I was a kid, I would literally <laughs> still be dancing. I would have been, <laughs> <laughs> been like. I don't care if there's not a swimming pool or if I don't have to see anybody as long as I don't have to go to school. 
I, I mean, I didn't like school when I was growing up, but um, I would be so happy if if there wasn't school. But there tends to be a lot of anxiety, you know, among among young people because mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they can sense it off their parents. And, and obviously oh, yeah. the parents are, you know, people are wondering what in the world's going to happen. Nobody knows. And so there's a tremendous amount of anxiety there. But w- what about like walking your your or doing that little technique is that what we did as a family? Like, is that something? Oh, that, I think that's great. Yeah. It's all that. I mean, this stuff's great for kids mm-hmm. uh, and a great one that's for kids um, called the take five method. So, and it's just easy because you're using your hand, got mm-hmm. five fingers. Yeah. Start with right at the, you know, face of your wrist, tracing out your thumb, inhaling as you go out towards your thumb, exhaling as you come back in and just tracing out all of your fingers, slowly inhaling, slowly exhaling. Yeah. Five breaths. Great way to slow it down. Inhale and make sure you're inhaling in through your nose, exhaling out of the mouth or the nose, which is ever easier. A lot of times it's a little, a little easier for people to slow their exhales down out using the mouth. So, you know, that's fine. And like that hissing we did, that's a great way to calm your mind down. Hissing, humming, things like that. Yeah, the humming. Um, like I remember Gabby. Humming's one of my favorites. She was, she was doing that on her Instagram post for a little while about, about the humming, but the humming, there is something to the humming. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so many of these things are like, it's like, a, you know, like a lot of the things that they're doing that, that even that Wim Hof is doing that so many of these different things are like this. It's, it's a lot of this stuff's been around for a long time. Thousands like, of years. Yeah. Thousands of been years. Doing it. <laughs> and, and what's interesting about what's going on today is it's like, okay, this one little technique has been going on for thousands of years in China, but then you have another one that's going, been going on for thousands of years in another part of the world. Mm-hmm. Let's learn about these things, bring them together, figure out what's good about them, what's not so good about them. Let's discard yeah. the things we don't like and use the things we do in a Bruce Lee kind of way and and create this whole new kind of this whole new program out of things that have been around for thousands of years. And That's it's really right. just like yep. use science, understand what's going on. And then, you know, there's probably, there's probably some techniques that have been around for thousands of years that don't work that well. And then there's some that really, really do. Well, let's take really the ones work, that yeah. really, really do. And let's pair them up with these other things that really, really do. And let's get rid of all the, the nonsense and create something that can not only, you know, um, I mean, I guess the intent is not only is it going to calm you down and help you to like have a clearer mind, but also to enhance physical performance in a, in a yeah, big physical way. Performance and health and not, you know, one of the great things about the breathing and XBT, uh, taken a lot from Patrick McEwen with Oxygen Advantage, and it's just how important nasal breathing is in general for your overall health and well-being, just as you go throughout the day. Our modern society has formed a, you know, mouth breathing very much become the norm with cell phones, the way your forward head posture, those things cause you to use your mouth a lot, and there's a lot of research on just how that keeps your body in a chronically stressed state. 
causing you to breathe into your upper chest, not activating your diaphragm and things like that. And so you're just releasing cortisol and that just lowers, you know, causes you to have these longer term health issues that makes it just, you know, dramatically more likely. So just by breathing into your nose, I mean, that's how we filter and clean out all of our air. That's But we activate the diaphragm, which is the largest breathing muscle, which is also connects, you know, our spine and ribs and keeps us stable. And when that's not working properly, our body's not stable. We have so many back issues in this country, and one of them is because people aren't breathing properly. Hmm. And it's really, you know, filtering, cleaning out the air. As, you know, we all need to be washing our hands right now. Well, we need to be breathing through our noses, too. You breathe through your mouth, there's no no filter there. So you're getting it in, and there's nitric oxide when you breathe through your nose, which is, you know, they call it the mighty molecule. It's got antiviral, antibacterial properties. Uh, actually saw something they're doing, some tests on how, uh, you know, COVID-19 reacts to nitric oxide. Because hmm. I know in the early 2000s, they did uh, on SARS-CoV, so this is SARS-CoV-2, but on SARS-CoV, that nitric oxide actually stopped the replication process or inhibited it, as they said, hmm. um, which I posted some stuff on my Instagram about that, put the papers up there. I mean, that's, you know, just by using your nose to breathe is a way to help keep your hygiene up properly, along with washing your hands and doing everything else the CDC says. Might not help you, you know, might still get it because, you know, you have multiple ways that it can enter our body, but it's going to help you feel Keep you a little safer. Right. I love that book. And it's going to keep your uh, mind in a much more calm and relaxed state if you're breathing through your nose throughout the day. Hmm. I love that book, The Oxygen Advantage. That was yeah. that was eye-opening, it's to great. say the least. Um, that was that was really an interesting book. If you haven't read that book, it's on the yeah, book club. And it's That's a Patrick very good McEwen. one. And if you've ever uh, – there's another one called Jaws, which was written by, uh, I think it's some orthodontist and an anthropologist, hmm. uh, really about how the facial structure has changed with modern society as, as um, people have become more mouth breathers. Really? Uh, and how that, yeah, it totally shapes the way our faces are causing, and just causes more problems. So, and you know, I heard about it's, it's that a very, book. It's a very interesting book. Too. I've heard and about that book that long. a number of times, and I never knew what the title of it was. I'm going to read that yeah. because yeah, I, yeah, I had definitely one. heard about all of the different, um, it was about an orthodontist. I mean, I, I know that's yeah. the book that people have told me about, but they didn't know what the title was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read that one for sure. That's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. But I, I just think that, like, after I read the book, and I just became much more aware of my, whether I was breathing out of my mouth or my nose. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even if I caught myself only 50% of the time saying, wow, I'm just sitting here breathing out of my mouth. Like whether that's during a workout or just yep. like reading on the, you know, like you, like you say, you got your phone in a certain place and you tend to gravitate towards a mouth breathing and you change your posture and you change your, your breathing and you change your whole state. Um, but that book kind of just made me aware that hmm, every now and then just check it and see where you're breathing, how you're breathing. And you can make a, a simple postural change, which now you're quite comfortable breathing out of your nose. Yeah, that's right. And it's, you know, it's all about awareness. 
Yeah. At first. That I mean, one with everything. Do you um do you think that um there are other resources that people could check out to to kind of um either learn more about XPT or learn more about the breathing or learn more about um stress reduction? Yeah, they uh well my website symmetry.live I have a lot of uh, information on there. Most of it's linked through my blog. Uh, I write articles a lot on proper breathing, mindset, things like that. Uh, you have, you know, xptlife.com. It's also got a lot of information. Uh, <clears throat> then you, uh, the Art of Breath, Power, Speed, Endurance. Those guys, Brian McKenzie, he puts out some great uh, information as well. Dr. Felisa Branich who is another, uh, she's a psychologist, breath coach, written a couple books, Breathe, just wrote uh, a new one called Breathing Warriors. I think, I can't think of the name. I actually have it downstairs. I started reading it. It's really good. But she works with a lot of first responders and military fighters, things like that. Mm. Um, all very good sources of information. Uh, and I send out, you know, sign up for my newsletter, I send out information uh with you know a lot of this stuff links to articles uh along with the stuff that i write as well and when are you doing these these uh live um instagram have, kind of things uh, so i'm working on uh putting together a schedule uh right now for next week but i'll do one on monday at noon uh that'll be through zoom and I'm going to do that as a donation base. And I've been doing a bunch of them for free, so I'm going to do one for as a donation. Then I'll probably do one every day next week. Uh, Monday is going to be on stress. Tuesday, I think I'm going to do one that's more based you know, on mechanics and just proper breathing throughout the day. So I think that is a very important topic for people. I will do a, probably an early morning one that's more of a, you know, sympathetic uh upregulation kind of Wim Hof but other few other techniques thrown in there as well and then I'll probably do another stress reduction one on Thursday and then Friday I think I'm going to do a long one that is really an exploration of all of them so mm. you can get you know that 30 45 minutes of laying down breathing uh where you really take your nervous system up and down do some really long breath holds and things like that. Rapid breathing, really slow breathing, basically a workout for your respiratory system. Yeah. Have you found, um, and I know this isn't necessarily the intention, but have you found with all the breath work that you've been doing that your breath hold has become better or has it, has it changed uh, at all? Yeah, it, it is, it's gotten better, but it's pretty much leveled off at this point. And, Honestly, it's probably in the last month or so it's it's gone down a little bit. It's gone down. Uh yeah. just stress in general makes it more difficult. Hmm. Uh well, it's I interesting how, how stressed I if my, my stress levels go up, my breath hold times go down. Yeah. Well I can yeah, I mean like when I'm talking about breath hold times, sometimes I'm I, I well every every morning I when I do the Wim Hof thing, mm-hmm. I'll do the breath hold times where you you know, on a on an empty lungs yeah on the exhale yeah and so uh, i'll do that and some days it's really good and some days it's not so good and and i didn't know like i never know if that's like related to heart rate variability 
or like if it's not good, maybe that's a day I should kind of back it off a little bit when it's really good. Mm-hmm. Should I really just hammer it that day? I don't know. I don't really know. I haven't correlated, you know, for my own body, what that means when I'm having a day yeah. where I'm not doing that. But, but then I look at like the way that, um, spear fishermen and free divers train for longer breath holds. And it's, it's a completely different training. Like they, their trainings, I do those a lot too. So, yeah, and like I the tables. Doing those. The yeah, oak. you should do some of those. And I put those out too. I have some. I use an app. I put some breath protocols through XBT's app, um, and XBT has a lot of breathing protocols you can do. Um, but I also use Insight Timer, hmm. and I'll put those out. So uh, some of them I have a couple I think on there for CO building or CO two tolerance that are you know your breath holds without that super ventilation because the ability to right. hold your breath through those long Wim Hof is because you've blown off all the carbon dioxide. Right, right. So you want to take that, get that response to where, okay, I'm not blowing it off. And like the free divers say, the CO2 table. So you're holding your breath for, say, 30 seconds. You're breathing normally for a minute. Then you'll hold for 30 set. Then you'll hold for 45 seconds and breathe for a minute. You kind of go up. So I have some that do that, and then also where you're taking the rest period down. So you might hold for 30 right. seconds. Now, one of those – down 15 seconds every time. One um, of those would be those considered a CO2 table, and one of them would be considered an O2 table, right? Yep. Like, yeah. That, I have an app, too. It's called Apnea, and I've yep. had it for a long time. I've used it. And, you know, you basically start with a baseline of just breathe in and hold your breath as long as you possibly yep. can. So let's just say that was a minute. And so they would base all your tables off a minute and then you would retest later. And maybe now you can do it for a minute and 30 seconds. And then they would, it changes your tables based upon that baseline. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as your, as your breath hold gets longer, your tables get dip, you know, they change, but they say in that, and this is what I, I don't understand. Like if I'm trying to use this in like a CrossFit, performance enhancing thing. I mean, first Mm -hmm. of all, is there any reason to be doing that? Because I mean, I also like to go lobstering, you know, in the keys and, and, uh, and you know, a a longer breath hold time obviously means you're going to be better at it than, than you were if you can't hold your breath very long. So I want to be able to hold my breath a long time, but it's been confusing to me to know, should I be training like the CO2 table one day the O2 table the other day, which I've seen recommended and, or, or I don't know, I don't know how to increase my breath hold for like specifically in preparation for lobster season. Like, yeah. How do I do a little how training, maximize that? dry land training so that I can, you know, get another 30 I seconds. Would do it, I would do that a couple of days a week. I would try start with them. The CO2 tables getting used to, you know, that build uh, and and just do it a couple of days a week. Uh, there's some just longer, with the CO2. I would, yeah, I mean, just kind of start with one, mm-hmm. see how see how it goes for a month, yeah. and then you know maybe add in the, add in the other one. But I personally, I like to kind of try to keep it simple as uh, much as you can, mm-hmm. especially at first. So just starting with one of those and see how you respond to it, and then adding it in and do both of them but you know and and i kind of have some protocols where i combine both of them in the same 
session. That's interesting. Which I which I like to do. So um, I guess you know just so to make sure that like I call it I call it breathal pyramids. Yeah. Um, and you know I can send that to you. Yeah. I think no, I'd like it. to I'd like it. to see it because I mean yeah. just so people understand like uh, uh, I might get these wrong. So I, I'm no yeah, expert at this, the, yeah, exactly. but it's like I one of them. The let's table, just say it's the O2 table, and and I might have this backwards. But one of them maintains the rest period the same, while mm-hmm. the breath hold either stays exactly the same. So it might be like a one minute hold, one minute rest, one minute ten second hold, one minute rest, one minute twenty second hold one minute rest like that. And, and it kind of escalates up. And so at the end, you're very close to your maximum breath hold, but the, 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 the rest time has stayed exactly the same. And mm-hmm. on the other table, the rest time decreases each time. Yeah. Well, right? while your breath hold stays the same and the breath hold. So it's the opposite. Like yeah. on, and, and I don't know which one is more beneficial or if you should be training both is kind of why I asked that question. But. Yeah, that's why I kind of combine them and, and some, and I also will do, so where I, my breath hold, um, where I'm increasing the breath hold, I might do that on an inhale hold mm-hmm. where, where my rest periods go down and I'm keeping the breath hold same, I'll do it on an exhale yeah. because the exhale much more difficult and CO2 is going to increase more rapidly in your system. Mm-hmm. So the, the so. big question is the last time you went lobstering, did you get your limit a lot faster or were you like a I've commercial never, lobster? I've never been. You've now oh, come on, man. You, you, you're, you're, you're a cousin of the Huffs and you've never been, you've never been lobstering. You're going to have to do something about that. It's been a long time since I've been down there. Well, I'll tell you what, if you can hold your breath for a long time, you will clean up in lobster season. I've, uh, well, yeah, I've wanted to, you know, that's kind of the next thing I want to do is actually do free diving, uh, take some courses in that. Yeah. Well, I do too. There's, there's, there is a, you know, we, we, maybe we can go do it together, but there's a place in Florida where they guarantee, like, it is a, a, a long breath hold. You go for a weekend seminar, mm-hmm. and they guarantee, like, a three-and-a-half-minute breath hold. Or, and it could be more than that. But yeah. they guarantee something that is pretty, I mean, like, that's, they yeah, guarantee that anyone that is going to be able to get this and, and maybe I have the numbers wrong. I could, but I looked at the numbers on their website one time and I was like, they're just going to say that anybody that shows up is guaranteed to be able to hold their breath this long. That is, that's remarkable. I don't know what kind of training they're doing or what, but obviously they know what they're doing. It's very, very, very effective. Then you have yeah. the whole uh, mammalian response of just getting your face in the water and you will be able to hold your breath yeah. longer if your face is in the water. But, you know, just <laughs> I guess I, you have to put this out there. If you're <clears throat> thinking about doing any of these breathing techniques, the, these are, do most them. of these are dry land techniques. Yeah, do not do them around water. I mean, shallow right. water blackouts are a big thing, and that's why you definitely don't want to do any of the Wim Hof techniques or anything I mean, like man, that. I have absolutely you go in the I water. Have absolutely blacked out laying down on my driveway doing the Wim Hof, yeah. and I don't know how long I was out, and I don't know when it happened, but you wake up and, and you're just like, yeah. wow, a lot of time seems to have passed. 
and uh, you know I, I went too far. And and yeah, put, because you just you take that governor off of your brain because you've knocked out so much CO two. When you do actually have to breathe, you just right. You know what I mean? And but you're the funny thing, the funny thing is do. though, is like when that happens, you I would think that there would be like this moment of like I'm losing consciousness, like. No, yeah. But it, it doesn't happen like that. It's almost like going to sleep. And in no, fact, maybe that's crazy. what happens because you are incredibly relaxed and maybe, and you know, I'm, I'm borderline narcoleptic anyway. So if I sit in one place for a long time, I will fall asleep. And uh, that's why I don't deer hunt that much because I'm afraid I'm going to fall out of the tree stand. It, literally, people think I'm joking, but I think that I'm going to fall out of the tree stand because I'm going to fall asleep. You know, it's I can do it turkey hunting because I can, I mean, you're not going to fall fall down, but if I sit in a tree stand for five hours, I'm going to sleep. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's scary. I mean, it's, it's people can even look like they're still swimming and moving. Uh, the guy who's he's in charge of basic water safety for XPT showed us showing us some videos of shallow water blackouts of people, and I mean, they look like they are still swimming, and then they're they're actually blacked out. Wow. It, it's, um, it's wild. So that's like you're saying, be, do not do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and always have a buddy. The water. Even if you're like, even if some people yeah, might be getting into the, water. into the XPT I mean, kind of, uh, yeah. Finding out about it. For XPT, always. I mean, I don't ever do them alone. Yeah. Um, you always got to have somebody there with you. Yeah. That's good practice for sure. All right, man. Well, um, I love this. Uh, yeah, it's good talking. All Tom. of the talk, and and man, I'm sorry that you didn't get to go to Kokoro because I really wanted to. I really wanted this podcast to be your experience. Um, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I, just, uh, I'm, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to train a little longer. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> you're getting you're getting the benefits out of the training as well. But um, we'll make sure everybody knows how to how to go to your website and go to your Instagram where you're doing all these um, free yeah. sessions and donation sessions. My website is symmetry.live and the Instagram, you can find me at symmetry.live or at Taylor underscore Somerville. And I put out, I'll probably have, uh, I'll start putting out a schedule on my uh, Instagram that says when I'm going to be doing Zoom classes and also sign up for my newsletter uh, through my website and through Instagram. Um, my bio, my Instagram has a lot of links to different uh breath sessions some recorded uh that you can download and listen to and uh newsletters articles things like that too man that's awesome it's a great resource and uh you can you can learn a tremendous amount about what taylor's doing and and uh move move on and become an xpt coach at one of his uh yeah, one of his upcoming things the, at some uh, point xptlife.com and uh i think there's instagram's at xpt life and they've got a lot of great information there as well hey you know there was one other thing that i wanted to ask you ha have you or is xpt um addressing at all what the maximum temperature that that coronavirus covid19 can live in like what's what what's the deal with sauna like i use a sauna almost every day and yeah i use mine a lot i am you know I've, I don't really want to say because I'm not sure, but I, you know, I, I think it, it's 
it's going to be more beneficial for your immune system in general to use. Well, I know, but I was just wondering if I was just wondering, like, if somebody goes in the sauna and sneezes all over it, and then it goes to two hundred and twenty degrees. I mean, in my mind, it's going to kill it. But I would think so too. But I I don't think there's been any research out there uh, um, yet. I'm sure somebody's probably doing it though. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't seen anything though. Well, you know, you um, hear but, you hear uh, like it when the temperature warms up. You know, generally flu that it's season. Gonna, yeah, gonna get killed. Yeah, yeah. so you but would I, think a 220 degree sauna would uh, would do the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been looking for that research. So if you find it, have you know, yeah. send it send I'll it to send me. It to you. Same thing. If you see it, let me know. We'll do. Because I, right. I haven't been able to find it yet. All right, Taylor. Well, man, great talking with you. Keep up Good all the great work, and we will uh, we'll we'll follow up again soon. All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. Okay. See you. All right. That was Taylor Somerville. Taylor is uh, he's a good dude, man. Doing some great work, and um, you know we uh, we all need some stress reduction in our life right now, and the fact that gyms are closed. Your groups have uh, evaporated, at least temporarily. Maybe your church is even closed. I don't know. But some breathing techniques can go a long way. And the one that Taylor um, showed us today was awesome. It's a great place to start. And you can go way, way deeper into the breath work. And um, I think that you'll see that it's very beneficial for you and for your children as well if they're having trouble getting sleep or whatever a lot of times all you got to do is just change the way that you're breathing and um, it can be very 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 beneficial as always a thanks to our sponsors waypoint tv brings us this episode you can get waypoint tv on all of your devices go to waypointtv.com and find out how and watch all of the uh Watch all of the, the greatest stuff out there right now in the hunting and fishing world. And if you have a Samsung TV, check out Samsung Plus. Waypoint TV has a Samsung channel on Waypoint Plus. Uh, it's free TV. It's absolutely free. And there's tons of stuff on Samsung TV. I don't know if you know that. Besides Waypoint TV, there are hundreds of channels that you can get for free on your new Samsung TV. So anyway, that's the tip of the day. Go there, check out Samsung Plus. I think you're going to like what you find and might end up cutting your cable. All right, that's it for today. We'll see you.